0: What's up, shadowy sleuths? Welcome to Sinister Silhouettes, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the darkest corners of the human psyche. I'm Tasha Pierce, your guide through the twisted tapestry of true crime, unsolved mysteries, and paranormal phenomena. Together we'll unravel these Sinister Silhouettes, shining a light on the darkness that can reside within the human soul. Please, do me the honor of rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Sinister Silhouettes wherever you're listening. What's up, Shadowy Sleuths, and welcome back to Sinister Silhouettes. I am Tasha Pierce, and today we're going to discuss a breaking story out of Utah. A woman, known for providing online parenting advice through a once very popular YouTube channel, has been apprehended on suspicion of aggravated child abuse. Now, this arrest comes after her emaciated and malnourished son, managed to escape through a window and sought assistance from a nearby residence as reported by authorities so ruby frankie formerly associated with the now inactive eight passengers channel that documented her family's life was taken into custody on wednesday night in ivins a city in southern utah her arrest occurred at the residence of one jody hildebrandt the owner of a counseling business that focuses on teaching individuals how to enhance their lives through honesty, responsibility, and humility. How ironic. Uh, Recently, Frankie has made appearances in YouTube videos alongside... Jody Hildebrand, which have been shared online through Hildebrand's counseling enterprise called Connections Classroom. According to an affidavit filed by Santa Clara Ivins Public Safety Department officer, a Ruby Frankie's 12-year-old son escaped from Jody Hildebrand's residence in Ivins by climbing out of a window on Wednesday morning. He went then and sought help from a neighbor's home requesting food and water. Now, that neighbor noticed duct tape on the boy's wrists and ankles, and immediately, this this smelled fishy to her, she contacted law enforcement. The boy was subsequently taken to a hospital where he was placed under medical care due to uh, severe lacerations from being found with bro and his state of malnourishment, as indicated in the arrest records. Additionally, Officers later discovered Ruby Frankie's 10-year-old daughter also malnourished inside Hildebrandt's home. She was also taken to the hospital for treatment, and the affidavit mentioned that two of Frankie's other children were in custody of Child Protective Services. Both Ruby Frank and Jodie Hildebrandt were then placed under arrest on suspicion of two felony counts of aggravated child abuse, although formal charges had not yet been filed at the time, according to authorities. Ruby Frankie requested legal representation and declined to communicate with officers, as stated in the affidavit. However, the identity of her attorney had not been publicly disclosed as of Thursday. So when attempting to seek a comment on Ruby Frankie's arrest, a voicemail left at a phone number associated with her husband redirected inquiries to his attorney, Randy S. Crester, or Kester. Kester expressed his representation of Kevin Frankie's interest in keeping his children together and under his care, refraining from commenting on the wife, Ruby Frankie's, arrest. A voicemail left at Hildebrandt's uh, counseling business seeking a comment remained unanswered. On Thursday, a judge granted the detective's request to deny bail for Ruby Frankie. This decision was based on the severity of the injuries sustained by her two children, who were found in the home. The detective also mentioned that the Department of Child and Family Services had taken custody of four of Frankie's children, with two of them yet to be interviewed by the officer. Now, Although the children were discovered at Hildebrandt's residence, it was noted in arrest records that Ruby Frankie had appeared in a YouTube video recorded at Hildebrandt's house and posted two days prior which would mean that she knew the condition that these children were in or at least she should have known. Court records indicated that Hilda Grant was also denied bail. Now as I looked more into this I found an article on Rolling Stone that talked to some of the neighbors of vlogger Ruby Frankie who wanted to remain anonymous to, you know, for their own safety and privacy. But they talked about this being an ongoing situation, and it has been known throughout the vlogger community, people who uh, followed eight passengers for some time, how things started getting a little weird after a a, a period of time. The, The parenting choices made by the family was very questionable now this family is of the Mormon faith and I think that may factor in to uh, their thinking and how they got this far gone as far as the treatment of these children but I'm going to go back to this Rolling Stone article uh, an Ivan's Utah resident who lives nearby the family and asked not to be named for privacy told Rolling Stone that he and other neighbors have called the police on Frankie multiple times out of concern for the children and notes there were weeks at a time where the children appeared to be left home without an adult present But if this is believable, I cannot understand how these children were not taken sooner. But I'm going to continue on. This neighbor told Rolling Stone in early 2022, it started getting weird. People were concerned because Ruby completely stopped her YouTube stuff. And then it just kind of turned dark. She taped up paper over all her windows. She would disappear for weeks at a time. And there's all these little kids just left alone in this house. Now, Frankie and her husband, Kevin Frankie, did not respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment. Of course, they are choosing to remain silent. The neighbor continued that the cops were called several times. They would come and they'd knock on the door and nobody would open up because these children were probably instructed to not open the door. Frankie's sisters, Ellie Meacham, Julie DeRue, and Bonnie Helen are also family content creators. They called the YouTuber's arrest something that needed to happen and said keeping Frankie's children safe was their only priority. They issued their statement on Instagram or via social media. I know I saw it on Instagram. And they have said that they will not further comment on the situation Uh, presently. They just need uh, privacy. And this is Frankie's sisters who are requesting privacy. Their full statement was for the last three years, we have kept quiet on the subject of our sister Ruby Frankie for the sake of her children. Behind the public scene, we have done everything we could to try and make sure the kids were safe. We wouldn't feel right about moving forward with regular content without addressing the most recent events. Once we do, we will not be commenting on it further. Ruby was arrested, which needed to happen. Jody was arrested, which needed to happen. The kids are now safe which is the number one priority. Now, Frankie, Ruby Frankie, has an older daughter. She has actually two older children. Her older daughter has been an outspoken opponent of her manner of rearing children. So Sherry is now estranged from her parents. She also spoke up about the arrest via Instagram. She said, me and my family are so glad justice is being served. We've been trying to tell the police and CPS for years about this and so glad they finally decided to step up. The kids are safe, but there's a long road ahead. Please keep them in your prayers and also respect their privacy. I in complete agreement with respecting the privacy of these minor children especially they need all of the love and support and if you believe in prayers and well wishes send those their way too. Do not try to dig into these children's business. this ugly situation was manufactured by the parents and I'm hearing a lot about Ruby Frankie a lot about Jody Hildebrand but I 'm not a hundred percent sure of how involved Kevin Frankie was in the abuse and neglect of his children.) Frankie, going on with this Rolling Stone article, sorry, Frankie is best known for her YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, where she documented her unique and strict parenting style as she raised her six children. Many of her videos focused on discipline and often received pushback from her audience for being overly harsh, like withholding lunch removing bedroom doors, threatening to throw away toys and clothes with sentimental value as punishments for minor infractions. And now I'm starting to remember uh, some time ago running into content from this channel. It didn't stick out to me uh, right away when I heard about this story, But now I do remember, I do remember this. The channel, which was removed from YouTube earlier this year under unknown circumstances, had over 2.3 million followers. The channel was regularly plagued by accusations of abuse, all of which Frankie denied. Of course, she's denying it. For some reason, she thought this was reasonable. This was a reasonable way to treat children. Since this has come to light, Sherry, the daughter who was estranged from the family, has been asking for assistance from people who are very familiar with the Eight Passengers YouTube channel. I'm sorry. And she's been asking for help combing through those videos and finding issues or clips that are problematic and forwarding those things to her because there are so many. It would take her forever to compile a body of evidence to show authorities how this has been something ongoing and how it has escalated. So things were already bad, it seems, and they just continuously got worse Um, there are people who remember videos where the mother Ruby was very controlling with food Uh, she would freeze dry everything freeze dry all kinds of different foods even the leftovers from the food that she cooked and she would not let the children touch she monitored how much the children were able to eat of this and while this might seem trivial it could be a precursor to how these children got to be in the malnourished and emaciated state that they were found in if she became more and more controlling of food. And as many of us know, uh, many people in the Mormon community are preppers and they will uh, be prepared for the end times. But if that means you are doing this at the expense of your children's health today, there are huge problems with that. Big, big red flags. I'm also seeing that Ruby Frankie had an obsession with being thin. She thought thin was perfect. So she encouraged not only her children, but she practiced uh, very dangerous eating habits for herself in an effort to remain thin. It's, it's not unheard of, but it does seem weird when it starts trickling down to your children. Now, many people uh, were alarmed by Ruby Frankie's extreme discipline, extreme behavior with her children. But they think that Jody Hildebrand's influence is what ramped things up and made it even worse. Uh, there was even another person who... Commented on one of uh, Jody Hildebrand's connections videos and said that they felt so validated after they tried to warn everyone about Jody's methods. This person claimed that she was separated from her son and that J- Jody uh, forced him to live in the attic of a garage. And that she continues to hope that justice is served. She shouldn't be able to practice as a counselor for damn sure. I mean, can you imagine? taking parenting advice from Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrand, where two days before these children were found, that last video that was uploaded to Connections, Ruby Frankie said things like, Victim is a place where I live, a place where I have pity for myself because I don't want to be responsible for me. I want to control everything around me so I can be comfortable, but I refuse to take responsibility for me. Uh, It's basically blaming a victim for being a victim. And while victim, again, is uh, subjective in, in, I guess, these terms where they feel like you have complete control over every instance of your life, or at least how you react to it. It makes me feel as though these children... Uh, who are truly victims anytime your parents or aunt or guardian has you duct taped and you have these lacerations from ropes on your body. You have to escape through a window in order to get food for yourself and your sister. They would blame the child for this. And that's sick. And as I look at this case, I cannot help but see some parallels between Ruby Frankie and Lori Daybell. Now, if you're here, I'm assuming that you know who Lori Daybell is, but if not, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version. Lori Vallow Daybell was born in 1973 in California. She had quite a complex life. She went through four marriages and used various names like Lori Ryan Daybell, uh, Lori Noreen Lagoya. Lori was a mom to three children, Colby, Tylee, and Joshua J.J. Vallow. So now let's jump to September 2019 in Rexburg, Idaho. That's when things got seriously concerning. Lori's two kids, seven-year-old J.J. and 17-year-old Tylee, were reported missing. The problem, Lori and her new husband, Chad, were not helping the police find the children. So Lori and Chad Daybell met in 2019 at a religious conference for the Church of Latter-day Saints uh, that is Mormonism. They both had some pretty unusual beliefs about the end of the world, and Chad was particularly extreme in his views. And then here's where it gets weird. Before the kids disappeared, both Lori and Chad had some pretty suspicious stuff happen with their previous spouses. Chad's wife, Tammy Daybell, died in October 2019, and Lori's ex-husband, Charles Fallow, was shot and killed by her brother, Alex Cox, in July 2019. Just two weeks after Tammy passed away, Chad and Lori got hitched in Hawaii. Keep in mind, the kids are still nowhere to be found. As the investigation went on, it became clear that Lori and Chad were not being straight with the cops. They were eventually tracked down in Hawaii and arrested in February of 2020. Fast forward to June 2020 and things took a very grim turn. The remains of JJ and Tylee were discovered on Chad Daybell's property in Idaho. Autopsies confirmed that the children had been murdered. So Lori, recently got her fate. She was handed multiple life sentences in prison with no chance of parole for her role in killing her children and also for helping to plot the murder of Chad's first wife, Tammy, who was also found to have been murdered. Now, how does she compare with Ruby Frankie? There are a few similarities between Ruby Frankie and Lori Vallo. First, they share the Mormon faith. Secondly, Both of them had pretty extreme beliefs within their religious context, even beyond what their church leaders taught. And then lastly, both women crossed paths with charismatic figures who boosted their beliefs and put them above others who followed their teachings. In Lori's case, Chad told her she was an elevated being. She was destined to lead 144,000. She was his wife in past lives. And she, all of these important things to the Mormon faith. Ruby became a business partner and trusted follower of Jody Hildebrand. And that made her feel elevated and especially because of her extreme parenting style, uh, Jody just fed into the notion that that was a correct way to rear your children. It's a fascinating and also chilling comparison between these two women. You know, when you fall in underneath this, uh, I keep calling them charismatic leaders because I really believe Chad Daybell and Jody Hildebrand. Are similar in that manner. They are both charismatic. Uh, they know what to say to the people that are following them, and it is so scary that they had so many people following them. Even with Chad, uh, he, his group was not in the hundreds of millions or thousands or even dozens. He had a few uh, loyal followers, but that's all you needed to ruin lives. And this is the same with Jody. I think her reach was a little bit bigger, and she can uh, attribute some of that to Ruby, because Ruby's channel, again, uh, 8 Passengers before it went defunct, had 2 million followers, and some people were hate-watching, yeah, but some people were really following the teachings or the example of Ruby Frankie. So when she moved over to Connections Classroom with Jody Hildebrand. It's safe to assume that she brought some of her followers with her. That made it worth it for Jody to have Ruby being her acolyte, being her right-hand person, because she had something to gain by it, just like Chad had something to gain by his uh, indoctrination of Lori, which is he, he lusted after her, he coveted after her, Ruby had something for Jodie, which was that audience. If we could bring in that audience, then I've got more eyes on me and there are more people who will uh, perhaps send money, perhaps just feed her ego. Whatever the case was, it pretty much could have ended in the death of Ruby's children. These two children that were found in this horrible condition. And it already has ruined so many lives so many can you imagine being the the, the son who had to jump out the window to help his uh, sister try to get food can you imagine him seeing his mother who he undoubtedly loves and he knows no different discipline than what his mother has shown him so in his view this might be right Can you imagine how he will feel seeing his mother being taken away in handcuffs? Can you imagine how uh, that must feel for a 10 year old? There is going to be more, of course, to this story and I'm going to keep my eye on it. There is so much ill that is going on in this world right now. It is so hard to keep your finger on the pulse of these kind of national stories because locally I get bombarded with stories daily. But I am gonna to try to keep my eye on this one because it is another high profile case. It does make me feel like there is a connection to a Mormonism. And this story could have ended so much worse than it has. And it's not over yet. We're still learning things, so keep your ear to the ground. I'd like to hear your opinions on this ongoing case. You can send any feedback, anything you'd like to Sinister Silhouettes Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash Tasha Pierce, Picketeer, Any Tier. Your support will help me to continue creating. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. And before we wrap up this journey into the shadows, remember the mystery doesn't stop here, fam. If you got a theory, a question, or just want to share your thoughts, don't be shy. Reach out to me via that email address that I just gave you or on my social media pages because this podcast is all about community. And if you're enjoying these sinister silhouettes as much as I'm enjoying bringing them to you make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform you won't want to miss a single spine tingling episode so until next time shadowy sloops, keep your flashlight handy and your curiosity alive this is Tasha signing off stay sharp stay sassy and keep shining a light on those shadows be safe out there peace